podcast about creativity, spirituality, and the thread that holds them together, love. And I'm your host, Louis Holstein. And I'm your other host, Ashley Holstein. And today we're talking about time management part two. So today we're going to explore a couple different facets of time management. And one is this new, we're going to jump right into it, by the way. One is this new, I don't know if it's new, but there's a heavy emphasis on self-care. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Do you know what I'm talking about? Self-care, taking time to care for yourself. Right. Well, this new emphasis of self-care, have you seen that or is it just me? Yes, it is huge. Uh, It comes out of the Me Too movement. It comes out of mental health. It's just the whole thing that now you just take care of yourself first before you take care of others. Well, and I see and I do understand... The value Um, of that, I hope. Absolutely. The idea that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others thing. But in in moderation. Right. And that's what we wanted to talk about today was, yeah, self-care is is vital. It's important. But I I don't know that I see the other balance that says it's not all about you, though, as well. Like your life is not your own to spend on yourself. Sure. Um, so self-care is great, but to what ex- to, but to what end, you know? I mean, I think that, yeah, it's a, it's a balance. You have to have a little bit of both mm-hmm. or a lot of both, but just not an excess. I think that self-care can be an obsession. Exactly. Because it's what we're being marketed. Right. It's like a marketing strategy. Right marketing audience so we wanted to talk so yeah so so out of that comes this idea of self-care for the sake of others not just self-care for yourself and i guess that's what i was trying to get at is i feel like if self-care starts and ends with you then maybe you're doing it wrong right you're missing the point like i don't think that's what christ called us to do was just to take care of ourselves and make sure that we're whole and healthy um he calls us to be whole and healthy and then pour ourselves out mm-hmm. from that. So I'll get that a lot. Um, I, I believe that ministry and worship is just an overflow from your personal time with the Lord. And, um, and so in the same way, self-care, I think, can be that. So what are some ways that you feel that you produce self-care? Um, and last season, we talked about making time for creativity, personal projects. So mm-hmm. if that's something that interests you, make sure you go back to season one and listen to that. That was a really great talk about the importance of creativity. So aside from creativity and personal projects, what are some ways for you that you you do self-care? A big one for me, aside, aside from having a devotional time and creativity, is um, taking time to read. Mm-hmm. for fun mm-hmm. so like whether that's a business book or a novel or whatever i just i like to just have that time where i can just disengage and be immersed in a book i also like to journal mm. um i've been i've been starting a practice of gratitude so taking time to um be grateful um for the things that have happened during the day um has been really really eye-opening, keeping me focused on the good things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think those are just like just basic starters for me, mm-hmm. um, essentials. But what about mm-hmm. you? Yeah, it's funny. As, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, what do I do? And I don't know that I do. So 
This is a really oh. good conversation. <laughs> this is really productive. Um, no, I think that quiet Do time. You journal. Yeah, I journal in quiet time, and I read also. Um, but I don't know. I, I I think that that's something that for me to really ponder. Aside from how about Disney running? Is that a self care thing? Yeah, Disney is an escape. I guess that's not really self care, is it? But um, so I'll run. That's taking care of myself, taking care of my physical health. You know, it's quiet time is my spiritual health, and um, I think it's the emotional, mental health that I see hammered a lot in various circles. How to stay healthy in that avenue. And I think one way for me is really just decompressing Mm -hmm. with you. Mm -hmm. And it's usually verbal. Verbal. Which is hard, I think, you know, introvert, extrovert here. So how exhausting that is for you, I'm sure, at times. But um, that's a self-care, you know, for me, just having someone to talk to and talk through things. Vent. Vent. And we've, we've even had conversations where I need to be able to just, yeah, like you said, vent without... The reminder that the sun's going to come out tomorrow. Like to be able to just sit where I am and deal with how I'm feeling. This is the real emotions I'm feeling right now. Which is a verbal processing. Just a processing of your emotions. Just verbally. That's just how you process. Yeah. So how do you think you take care of your mental and emotional health? Journaling. For sure. That's my thoughts. Um, I think that because I, I, I... process internally I need to be able to make sense of that and the way that I do that is by thinking and then just kind of writing it down but it doesn't really work for me to be verbal I wouldn't know how to verbally process it I would have to think through it first right and then be able to share it verbally so you've you've also started uh challenge to yourself about negativity Mm -hmm. um what what inspired you to do that and for those listening ashley has really for for me from what i've seen as her husband the last month has absolutely forsaken negativity and um and while i think that's like something we all maybe strive for i've seen ashley really accomplish that so what inspired that for you which i think is a form of self-care absolutely and um and how have you maintained it so it started being a challenge um, out, out of a women's retreat that I went. And um, it came about because we were reading on an author. And she has a challenge in her website that it is about... I, th- I think I shared it on last podcast. Yes, you did. Um, so it came out of that um, not wanting to be negative towards you or sarcastic or backhanded comments you know I just I just thought that maybe that was something that um could sometimes blur the line of when I'm being serious and when I'm being funny Mm -hmm. and um I think you had mentioned like different moments in time where you didn't know when you were just unsure that you didn't know if I meant what I was saying or Mm -hmm. if I was kidding right and I think that really bothered me because I don't want you to second guess something that I that I'm saying that is actually true and it's actually honest especially about the way I feel about you and so um I decided to try this challenge just because I wanted to see how that would benefit our relationship and so once I started doing that being mindful towards you 
I started to realize that I can be very negative in the way that I speak even to our pets, to our cat and our dog and our daughter. And so without knowing, without realizing it. And so that really kind of troubled me. And so I wanted to change that. And so I started being just positive and not positive for, you know, being fake about it, but actually just looking at things differently and, um, and not having to have humor, like not having to protect behind my sarcasm and my humor I was huge and connecting with the, the people that I love. And so it's crazy because I've actually seen our cat <laughs> benefit the most from it because our cat's kind of crazy and she usually likes to poop outside the litter box and just do a lot of crazy things and scratch things she's not supposed to. And she likes to um, get our negative attention. Like mm. if she can't get any attention, she just would, would she would settle for the negative. Right. And so um, doing this challenge changed even my relationship with my cat. Like my cat has not done any of those things mm. within the last month. Right. No, she hasn't. And so it's like, wow, like how I was speaking and how I was um, expressing myself was actually affecting my cat in a psychological way. (laughs) And so um, it has completely changed me because now I approach motherhood with just a sense of wonder and joy. I approach being a wife the same same way. I just approach life... um, as something that I get to be a part of and what a privilege it is. I think I told you this the other day that, you know, if I'm still living, I still have a purpose. And that's just a beautiful thing. Like, I just, I want to make the most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that has been really incredible to feed my soul, my mind with just the good and forsaking all the negative things. Mm-hmm. So for sure, I've seen, I've seen the benefits of it. So I've just, I've kept doing it. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And I think that in that, that's something that you've, a decision you've made about your own character that I think is a form of self-care because surely being negative only contributes to anxiety Mm -hmm. and, um, and, um, bad, uh, attitudes and and everything else so you're really taking care of yourself and indirectly taking care of our family so i'm really grateful for that um we're talking about self-care and self-care and and really you know finding the time to have Mm self-care but not just for the end goal of caring for yourself that you're a whole person but really so you can pour out to others well those others i would say are your friends Mm -hmm. and i love 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 this ted talk by laura vanderkam um, I highly, highly, highly recommend you look it up if you've not already. Um, it's it's we'll fairly link it in the old. Show notes, we right? will link it in the show notes, which are now online at lewisholstein.com. If you go to Casa de Arte, you'll see it on the top. Um, you'll see all of our episodes as well as um, links to the um, resources. The resources. I think I've put them in the show notes for Apple and Spotify as well, but they don't. They're not linked. So if you want to just, and you can always copy and paste those. But if you want to just click a link it's on lewisholstein.com maybe we can get them on on yours too i don't know mm-hmm. that could be cool anyway so she um i'll link the ted talk but she's a wonderful wonderful ted talk about time management and um i love what she says i'm gonna quote her a couple different places throughout her ted talk but it says um 
She says, could you find seven hours to train for a triathlon? Could you find seven hours to mentor seven worthy people? I'm sure you would have said what most of us would have said, which is, no, can't you see how busy I am? Yet, when one has to find seven hours because there's water all over your basement, you find seven hours. And what this shows us is that time is highly elastic. We cannot make more time, but time will stretch to accommodate what we choose to put in it. Um, So therefore, one can acknowledge that it is not a matter of lacking time. It's just that you don't want to do it. I love that so much because I've always said that when it comes to people. I'm a firm advocate that people are the currency of heaven. And so if I'm going to spend my life, and of course this is an extrovert talking, so it's a little easier for me to argue for make time for people. But I just really feel like Jesus, as much as he made time for self-care and he was spending alone, he had to get his alone time, had to get his prayer time. He was really with people, mm-hmm. even if it was draining. And, um, and he was not... He did not forsake who he was because he was drained and with people. Like, people were still a priority. Yes. He was still kind. He was still ministering. He right. was still multiplying the fish and the, and the bread, like, regardless. Right. And so I think that's really important, too, to note that, that it is, it was for the sake of others. And I think... You know, you are such a good example of someone that is an introvert, someone that's charged by being alone, and I've seen you totally just extend yourself for the sake of ministry and spending time with friends and being there for people and being a listening ear and giving advice and giving encouragement. And hosting and loving. Hosting people, loving on people. And for me, you know, I just I was just trained for the first time ever doing that this weekend, and I wanted to call it off, so I know exactly what it's like for you to want to call off something. Um... And yet, yes is yes, commitments are commitments. Um, so anyway, so I love that language that it's really just about, it's not about anyone's too busy. No one is ever too busy, which is even a lesson for you guys who are listening out there that maybe you're told a lot by maybe a friend or an acquaintance, like, oh, I'm really busy, I, maybe next time. Da, da, da. Understand, and don't take it personally, but they're they're choosing not to spend time with you. Right, you're not so, a priority. That's just the reality. And that's what I've had to come to the reality too, and I... I I know my friends or my acquaintances, it's nothing I hold against them. I did. I used to. But now I've learned to really let it go and recognize, like, I'm just not a priority. And that's okay. And something that God's actually really worked in my heart is, but who is going to be a priority in my life? Mm-hmm. Regardless of if I'm a priority in theirs. Mm-hmm. That's what I've realized. So if I want to hang out, I'm going to reach out. Even if they haven't reached out to hang out the past five times. Right. If that's something I want to do, I'm going to do it. And the same thing is if I'm tired of reaching out and God's not really prodding me to reach out and they haven't reached out in a couple months, then it's just, it is what it is. And if they ever do reach out again, great. And if not, the friendship will die. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very simple. Um, Friendship is give and take and one person putting everything into it, unless that's what I want to do, um, is not healthy. And um, I think too, like a, a core value in our lives, something that we've really been intentional about is that we're never too busy for people no and so like if somebody reaches out even if it's like a very minor like effort it's like hey like can we get lunch sometime yeah that's all we need all we need is the that's all we need start for us to be like take out the calendar right and put it down and be intentional about it 
sometimes so much so that people are kind of like, uh, uh like, oh, want, well, well, uh, uh, well, uh. They weren't ready. <laughs> they weren't ready. For us pouncing on the opportunity to have some friend time. No, I, I agree. And I, that's why I love what she's saying about the water heater thing. You know, well, I'm too busy. I, I can't hang out. I'm too busy. I can't hang out. Or I'm too busy. I can't meet up. Or I can't do this. It's like, well, when life happens, time is made. Mm-hmm. When the water heater breaks, when the car tire gets flat, when the car battery dies, when work requires you, whatever, time is elastic. You can make it what it is. She goes on to say that there are 600, I'm sorry, 168 hours in a week. 24 times 7 is 168 hours. That's a lot of time. If you're working a full-time job, 40 hours a week, sleeping 8 hours a night, that's 56 hours a week, that leaves 72 hours for other things. That's a lot of time. Say you're working 50 hours a week, maybe you, uh, maybe a main job and a side hustle. Well, that still leaves 62 hours for other things. You say you're working 60 hours, well, that leaves 52 hours for other things. And also, if you say you're working 60 hours, are you sure? <laughs> Um, I love that too, because it really puts to perspective how much time we waste mm-hmm. and how much time we have. And it's like, most, oh of, most of us might be 62 hours scrolling on Instagram or right. scrolling on Facebook or scrolling on whatever, feeling sorry for ourselves because people are having the time of their lives connecting with other people. And sure. here we are saying we're too busy mm. <laughs> and we're scrolling away, scrolling our life away. Well, and I know too, you know, I make, this is crazy, but I even make time for entertainment, like keeping with movies Mm -hmm. or books Mm -hmm. or TV shows just because I'm a pop culture guy. And so I'll have people be like, I just don't have time to watch a movie. And it's like, no, you have time to do whatever you want to do. I choose to put out two hours of my day to watch a movie because I want to know, have Mm -hmm. an opinion for say the Academy Awards, but that's never like, no one doesn't have time. And I think that's what I'm trying to get at. This whole thing is you have time to do what you want to do. So stop lying to yourself and saying, like, I don't, I don't have, have time, time right. for this. Or I don't have time for self-care. I don't have time for friends. Those that binge watch shows on Netflix, we have lots of friends that do that. Sure. <laughs> that will binge watch. And it's like, oh, you can hang out with us this day, but you were binge watching a show. Sure. It's like, hmm, okay. Just priorities. All right. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not thinking of anyone specific. No, I'm not. I'm just right. saying that I've I've had those those moments. Sure. So um, lastly, she says, it's about looking at the whole of one's time and seeing where the good stuff can go. I truly believe this. There is time. Even if we are busy, we have time for what matters. And when we focus on what matters, we can build the lives that we want and the time that we've got. And again, that's Laura Vanderkam, and I'll, I'll link that TED Talk. Um, I just, I really love that. And I'm a firm advocate believer of that. Even for you, you know, you would tell me I don't have time for editing or I don't have time for this with your photography business. And that was something we would really kind of go back and forth with really the last two years. Well, in my defense, we were really, I mean, it's just hard to be, cause we have two different lives being an entrepreneur, being a full-time mom, and then you're working full-time at a city doing events. So we, there were weeks where we were at something every day. Sure. After afternoons were taken and weekends, I was working and wherever. So, like, it's not that I was making an excuse because it wasn't my priority, but rather that we had to figure out a way to manage our time to be able to say yes to the things that were priority rather than 
Yeah, but this is my, an event. This my is thing is that you can and you could have been doing that. It was just the way that you were organizing your time. Right. So right. I don't think you're right. I don't think it was a priority issue. It was just that you weren't managing it well. It, we were all over the place. And then the little time that we did have, we were wasting mm-hmm. or whatever. Yes. Um, Agreed. So not anyway. resting well either. Right. So this is my encouragement is don't, don't be too busy for people because people is the currency of heaven. Um, and that's our motto. That's our thing is we're just never going to be too busy for people. There's never a phone call that can be taken. And we have a little girl and I hate, and this is something you hate that I do, but I always compare myself to people and I know it's wrong and I really got to get out of that. But for me, it's like, I've only been at my highest caliber of busyness every step of my life, whether it was, you know, going to college full time, long distance relationship with you, um, working a part-time job while also on scholarship for being um, a part of various extracurricular activities at Southeastern, plus being involved at a youth ministry at a church. And I still have time for people. Yeah. So then, you know, the next cover of life is like, okay, well now I'm working right. and I'm married and I'm involved in a church. I'm involved in a, uh, a service club. And then now I'm working full-time and I have a marriage of six years and I've got a daughter and I've got three organizations I su- I'm uh, on the yeah. board of. And, you know, so at every point of my life, so it's always frustrating when I look out and I see people that I'm like, I'm just desperate to know, like, what do you do? Like, what, yeah, how like do you you're single use- and then you say you're busy. I'm like, how, how do you use your time? <laughs> like, I'm desperate to know because, anyway, I'm again, I'm truly not thinking of anyone. I know you're not. It um, is kind of ironic because the, we have had those moments where it's like, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. And we're trying to make an effort and we're like, but we have like the most I, I remember our first year with Alana, I mean, we weren't sleeping. No. And so we were still making time for people. Right. And then people would kind of be like, Oh well, you know, I can't this day because I'm busy. It's like busy right. with what? <laughs> right, right, right. You're like it's and, and we're, it's as if we're not. Right. So it's like, well, Everyone's no, just, busy. Right. It's just out of our busyness that we're asking or we're wanting to include you. Mm-hmm. So it's really simple. And that's another thing that I just don't, um, after I've invited a couple times, I'm like, okay, now it's, now if you it's want it, time. if you want it, you can invite support. and you can reach out and that'd be great. We can have fun. But, um, okay. Anyway, so that's, I mean, that was not a shade at all, but I just encouraging no one's too busy. So whether if someone's telling you that in your life or maybe you're telling other people that no one's too busy. It's just a matter of organizing your time mm-hmm. effectively. So really fast before we wrap up today, because I went by fast, um, what's something you are, um, well, firstly, let's say this. We were just following the Met Gala. The Met Gala is happening Mm -hmm. as we speak. It's the first Monday in May. The Met Gala, if you're not aware, is the Costume Institute for the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It's their annual fundraiser, which is held by Anna Wintour. She is um, the editor-in-chief of Vogue magazine and has been probably for the last 20 years maybe more. Um, and all the celebrities come out and there's, what it is, is there's an exhibit that opens, um, that the curator of the costume Institute decides and picks sometimes five years in advance. And then they theme the fundraiser, um, based on the exhibit. So when we were there, it was, um, it was the future. I forget what, the one, mm-hmm. what it was called, but it was like it was all like futuristic mm-hmm. fashion, and so all the costume institute had futuristic fashion stuff. And then that that Met Gala was everybody dressed like futuristic. So this year was notes on camp, and camp being outlandish, mm-hmm. lavish, 
topsy-turvy, tongue-in-cheek, a little crazy. And so we were just kind of following that. And that was, um, it wasn't that great. I didn't like it this year. I didn't like the theme. I think it was, uh, actually, I like the theme. I don't like the execution of the theme. It, I feel like people didn't know what the camp was. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they didn't really get it. And yeah, so it was not very, very entertaining. So we'll link that so you can see pictures if you want to have an opinion. Did you have one that was your favorite? I think you like Jared Leto's. I like Jared Leto. He, he, um, he carried around a, uh, whether it was wax or paper mache or whatever it was, um, prop of his head. I thought that was super surreal and very camp, very bizarre. Um, uh, dressed in a very long tunic. It was very, very on theme. I like Celine Dion. Mm -hmm. She seemed, um, uh, almost like showgirl. Yeah, like Las Vegas showgirl. Um, uh, I like Florence from Florence and the Machine. She was very, very ethereal. Mm. Um, Florence is wonderful. Sasha Ronan. I like Sasha Ronan's with her like Chinese dragon pattern. Um, and there was still more to come. So maybe next week we can give a, a full rundown, but, um, that was something we were just kind of adjusting right now. But is there anything else that you've been taking in the last week that you want to um, share? I've been kind of just reading some, um, podcasts actually other podcasts specifically with positive mindset i've been really trying to surround myself with that and kind of see what other people um think of that and it's been actually really enlightening just like ways that i can further my positivity um with various aspects of my life not necessarily relational but with my business um with our we're on a journey of financial freedom with, you know, paying off our student debt and things like that. So it's been very, very enriching. That's awesome. And we'll link some of those, I guess, mm-hmm. sure. in the um, show notes. For me, I I want to really pump this website called Creative Mornings. And it's basically creatives coming together in cities all around the world. Um, they have an e-newsletter that goes out weekly maybe bi-weekly, with all these really fun links of different really cool creative things. I find it wildly inspiring. And so I highly recommend that you do it. I've gotten so many different articles and ideas and things from their their links. It's Creative Mornings, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. So I think that's all the time we have for today. We'll be back next week. Um, I don't even know what next week's episode is, but it's going to be awesome. So... (laughs) Be sure to tune in. Thank you for hanging out, guys. And just remember, go create and give your art a home.